Okay, Eric, we're back for another episode. This is number 19, Health for Now podcast number 19. And we're still talking about the same thing. We're just kind of picking up where we left off from last time. It's, you know, it's obesity. Uh, it's diving into the cultural side of things. You know, we kind of left off last time talking about at least very briefly covering the context of where we're really coming from, you know, with healthy eating, unhealthy eating. And you and I were just really kind of briefly catching up right before I, I started recording. And, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I feel like my notes are a little kind of all over the place. And um, I was watching some documentaries. And, you know, it, this is seriously such a rabbit hole. And I asked you the question about like, what's really kind of our objective for this specific episode and you know you said to get people to question nutrition to get people to question health and I just that kind of centered me a bit and and got me back on point and um you know unhealthy and healthy are such broad pieces and there's such a gray zone and there's so many people in America in my opinion they're just uneducated I like I study this stuff like this is my profession Eric's in the same sort of field we, we believe in quality health and in my opinion you know what I really help people with is I want people to feel good I want their energy to improve I want people to like like the bodies that they live in and feel responsible for you know improving their lifestyle habits over time so so they can live the best life that they can there's a lot of these things that that bother me when I was watching these documentaries and you know what's what's really the truth where are we coming from I'm gonna sit here and you know stew on those sorts of things I'm going to continue to do my research because you know I want to make sure that I'm passing out the right information but a lot of this stuff is outside my scope of practice you know we'd start to talk about we're going to touch on a little bit tonight about you know, the quality of foods. I know Eric's going to dive into that specific piece, but for me, um, right now, it kind of comes down to how can we get people moving forward in the right direction? If if 42%, I think was the stat about, you know, obesity, overweight, that's a big problem. And I think for, for my scope of practice and my expertise, it comes down to, you know, habit-based nutrition, um, knowing kind of what's real, what's not, where are the guidelines and where do you land? So cultural eating patterns are things I want to talk about and discuss with Eric tonight and then movement patterns, you know, so how is the general population and this is all of us, you know, what's our perception of this actual problem? You know, I heard the word, I saw the word a couple times this past week looking at things and the, and the word was was fat shaming. I think that's a terrible thing. I see it on social media, people making fun of fat people, but the, the truth is, yo, this is a massive, massive problem, no pun intended, like this is bad. And we're going, I think we're going in the wrong direction still. Personally, if you think about a grocery store, for example, right, there's all sorts of packaging and material and colors and advertising and, yo, who are they targeting and what are they targeting? All these big industries just want money, right? They're not looking out for us. So I think where I really kind of want to get started is cultural eating patterns. Where, where are we starting? Where have we come from? You know, we get a lot of our education 
and our habits early on in life coming from passed down from generations. And we talked about this last time, you know, we have such easy access to processed foods and even whole foods like great. But again, I don't want to dive into the quality of that, but I, I've been asked Eric right before this is, you know, do we even want to touch on, um, you know, the whole COVID piece of, of health. And I think we will get to that, but there's a lot of people struggling with depression and anxiety and, and food is a drug. In my opinion, it gets abused all the time. It's a coping mechanism. It's such easy access for people that they use it and they abuse it. And psychologically, physiologically, like this becomes a real problem and people kind of trap themselves. They literally trap themselves in their own body by their day after day, either ignoring the problem or not necessarily having the right education early on in life to address these sorts of things. And then you have people like me trying to shout from the rooftop that we got to get these things in check. And, you know, a lot of it's not really people's fault. And um, who's responsible for how we really got here is kind of the big question that floats around in my mind. Who's really responsible? Should I blame someone? Should I blame big government? Should I blame big pharma? Should I blame all these things? Or is this something that we just need to accept and take ownership of in the problem? Because food, in my opinion, is a drug and it gives people instant gratification. Everyone wants to lose weight right now. They want the instant thing. They want the magic pill. And that is not what solves our problem. So I think there's a lot of really big issues going on mentally for people when it comes to this specific topic. And um, it's, it's so deep. It's just so deep. So I feel like I'm rambling a bit. I'm going to let Eric take over for a moment. I mean, it makes sense because you have like our third podcast was about chemical stress. It's food that we put in. Um, I'm going to alter what you said about food being a drug and just talk about the sugar aspect of things because sugar is a dick thing. There are studies out there that show that there's a reason why when you have a soda, you just want another, you want another drink. If you have it in your life, it's addicting. When you take it out, your body doesn't react well. It's going through withdrawal. It's something that is not necessarily needed for us. And that comes to my first statistic and my most mind-blowing statistic of the shit that I was looking up. Well, beside, before I get there, uh, listeners and Chris, I'm going to do really hard to stop dropping F-bombs like every three words. Because I know I listened to our last one. I'm like, man, fuck this, fuck that, fuck this, fuck that. It was great. So I'm work on that. But first, crazy stat. Where did it go? Uh, sugar consumption in 1960, on average, people were consuming about two pounds of sugar per year. That's not a lot in 1960. 10 years later, it averaged to 123 pounds. Are you kidding? Over 10 years, blows my mind. See, look, I didn't cuss once there. I'm so proud of myself, but either way, that should be mind blowing. Chris talked about last week, how we need to slow down. And it's mainly talking to me because I talk so fast. We need to slow down on crucial points. That is going from two pounds to 123 pounds in 10 years. Now, I listen to Joe Rogan all the time. I listened to one today with him and Neil deGrasse Tyson from three years ago. They kept telling, they're like, they want you to ask, they want you to ask questions. They want you to think why, because that skill is gone. Critical thinking is gone. Why did it go from two pounds to 123 pounds over 10 years? I have an idea and it comes to quantity versus quality. You can 
companies started to figure out that you can input sugar instead of other substance substances substances in food to allow it to be stored longer to allow it to be produced faster because it's sugar is a catalyst it to allow it to have better taste better taste doesn't always necessarily mean good because everyone has heard some point in their life like hey if it tastes good it's probably not good for you if you take if it tastes like shit it's probably you've heard some something along those lines but when it goes from one or two to 123 pounds over one year that blows my mind we talked about the subway study or what happened over in ireland with subway how their bread is not even considered bread because it's so sugary in subway it's not it's not bread it's not a carbohydrate it is straight sugar that you're eating and once again that's addicting it's easier to make that way they can make more of it for less. So of course these companies are gonna add more sugar. We're eating more sugar. Higher sugar diets mean we're going to gain weight. Inflammation is bad. Sugar is, I mean, simple sugars are bad. It helps with, or it brings more inflammation in the body. Your joints ache, your body aches, your muscles ache, all this other type of stuff. And this all happened so quickly. 10 years, companies figured all this stuff out. It's not like, there are certain things that you can kind of build up a tolerance to over generations and generations and generations. That's called evolution and adaptation. But over 10 years, our bodies can't do that. No way. No way in hell our bodies can adapt that quickly. Hence, we're in the problem that we're at now. That's just one statistic and one aspect of what we can be talking about. And that's why I, I, Chris was like, I'm all over the place. I'm like, you're going to be. This is a really broad topic. We can talk about this for a year we can do an episode a week for a year and still not hit everything that we want to because it's so broad but we want to get you to understand that there's you should be thinking outside the box you should be asking questions you should be like why 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 then you're going to do your own research you're going to ask questions to the people that are more understanding than you and you're going to work up that ladder to know as much as possible but i thought that that was that blew my mind that it went that quickly over 10 years or that grew that exponentially over 10 years and reading that stat alone made me understand why we're in that's just one thing but why we're in the predicament we're in we're not used to doing that and overnight from a generational standpoint we're it we're increasing by like twenty thousand percent. that's stupid either way i was really proud of myself because i didn't cuss during any of that stuff even though i wanted to but um yeah i it's it, it's nuts because that's just one aspect chris what do you think about that you know, I'm not surprised. Like, you know, I, I am. Like, it's a shocking statistic. But at the same time, the the word that floats around in my head is addiction. So, you know, you know, I said I said the phrase "food is a drug." There's a lot of there's a lot of thi- I think we as a society as a culture are very easily we're easy targets. We are, we are dollar signs, if that makes sense. So it's very easy for these big corporations and, and anyone to market to us and us. So here's a quote that I took from a documentary and it doesn't really matter who it came from, but it said, consumers have no idea what's in the products they consume. And I was like, that's like the absolute truth. You know, we, we don't think that way. We prioritize buying convenience over 
spending time really focusing on the quality of these sorts of things and being, we don't live mindfully. This is, that's the problem I would say in our culture right now is we don't live mindfully and we live in the information age and this shit is confusing. It is, it's confusing for people like me. I know what works for me from, like I said, from an energetic standpoint, that's my focus in life is I want to feel good, you know, and I know that I know what I know and I'm constantly trying to figure out what's going to work better for me and better for the people that I work with. So they feel fantastic too. But a lot of this stuff's outside my scope, outside my control. And I think if we're just even a smidgen more mindful to our decision-making, slowing things down and having a real plan of attack when we go do things like go to the store and go shopping and um, have a role in, you know, trying to healthify your own community and the people that you care about. This is when I go back to the last podcast saying, this problem is an everybody problem because everybody eats food. Everybody, everybody moves their body in some fashion. And if we don't start to focus on prevention of the future, you know, it's just going to keep getting worse. I kind of feel like it's already getting worse, you know, and a lot of this stuff is just kind of out of control. Um, but it starts with you. It starts with you being mindful of how much maybe sugar that you're consuming. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm reading, I'm reading connections, more connections now after rereading multiple times. So like in 1979 was the first time that the, like the dietary guidelines, they started talking about chronic diseases. What happened nine years before? That's when they started incre- increasing the sugar that we're consuming. Sugar is inflammatory. So all of these chronic diseases, if you take sugar out completely, which is really hard to do in today's day because just about everything has sugar and some, everything's processed as you grow it yourself or shoot it yourself. But in nine years, they knew what they were doing, in my opinion. Nine years after the fact, they're like, oh, we got these people good. Now they're hooked nine years and then they made so much money but yeah it's all about marketing they market to kids why do you think that everything is dedicated towards kids i mean go next time you go to the grocery store don't follow a family around that's creepy but pay attention like that you'll hear a kid be like oh i want this sugary cereal no stop it i want this candy can we have these chips can we have this soda you'll hear it every single time they do it to you too man like any anywhere and everywhere so it's these things it's these these freaking phones and it's the technology that we're around it's so instant and in your face you scroll on instagram on social media on facebook every four to five posts is an advertisement and it may not be for food but that all plays into your unconscious and your subconscious and you know people are very impulsive we, we notice about our society right now that we live in like this very like reactive and defensive age. And I, I really hate it. It sucks. Um, I think there's a lot of really smart people out there, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it comes back to mindful living. And I guess the best way to break this down is what you can kind of control is the macro of your nutrition and your movement and your healthy ways. The micro, all the little details, the quality of foods, that's like 
conversations that we should all have and we should play a role in in some fashion. But it comes down to like, well, it comes down to like how you want to feel and then how you want your loved ones to feel. You know, I said this last time, like people are too afraid to really even talk about these sorts of subjects. But yo, man, I was in a couple places um, just kind of looking around like the, the day or two after we talked. I'm looking around and I'm like, my goodness, my goodness, people, everybody's overweight. Everyone's overweight. And the, the, the problem with that that bothers me the most is like fat loss sells, but that's not, that's not like the real thing that's solving these people's problems. We're not, we're not solving it in the sense of like the habits that they have you know, deep diving into those sorts of things. And then the education that they really need to live a better life. People are addicted to a lot of things. And I guess it's just, it's just, it's disappointing of like how we've even gotten here, you know? Uh, but, uh, you know, I know like this. You, you said it earlier. Um, I liked when you're like, we're in the information age. Like you, we, we have the ability to look things up. Like nutrition labels and calories weren't always on. I mean, if you're, if you're younger and you're listening to our podcast, you probably don't know that there weren't, there's 1000 calories in a Big Mac or whatever it is like that. That wasn't always, that didn't have to be there at one point. That was in our lifetime. Chris is my lifetime that that, that had to be put on there for a reason. So it's like, they're doing something, but it's very minimal but we're in an information age. We can look all this stuff up. Can we pronounce half of it? Absolutely not. I mean, you can't pronounce half the stuff that's in the food. And if you can't pronounce something and you are reading labels, don't eat it. I mean, just process. That means they're putting shit in. It's not, I mean, it's simple. If you don't, you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. That depends on your education level, I guess. But I mean, I can't pronounce half the words and I've studied it. it makes no sense to me. Um, I was just looking okay. up and doing numbers. Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, um, I was looking up numbers and because we talked last time about the top killers of, and we can kind of jump into the COVID aspect of this too, is that, okay, so heart disease kills around 650,000 people a year. Diabetes kills another $85,000 a year, right? $85,000 a year, 85,000 people a year. Those two alone, we're not talking about any, any other aspect. We're not talking about cancer, which inflammation, there are studies out there that shows that inflammation feeds cancer, helps it grow faster. You're more likely to get cancer if you have a high inflammatory diet. But hey, we're not jumping into that. But that's 730,000 people die a year from what, in my opinion, is very preventable. Start now. Prevent. So, so you know, you talked about a couple of diseases there and I was, I was telling you, I was looking at that. I didn't get to as many documentaries as I like to, and I'm going to keep deep diving because I didn't even finish the one that I was watching, but I was looking at, um, it's, it's called what the health and it's from like 2017. It's interesting, you know, um, it's entertaining for sure. And that's how they get you. But one of the stats I just thought was absolutely crazy that they dropped. It was talking about, it said the amount of people who die from cardiovascular disease is equivalent to the uh, four jumbo jets crashing every single hour 
every single day, every single year. So that's like 17 million people. And I'm just like, holy shit. And, and, and that's what gets people. It's like, you don't die from being fat. You die because your heart can't keep up. You know, you know, your, your body systems are not meant to carry this excess. And we live in a society and a culture that's so distracted from what really matters in life. We are, we're so overconsumed with entertainment and bullshit and just stuff that doesn't matter. Politi- politics, politicians don't have your best interests at heart. Government isn't really focusing on like the proper education for our younger generations. And that puts it on the parents and the parents weren't educated in that sense either. So it's like, this is just a vicious cycle that's just gonna keep going and going until, until what? Until what? All right, so that's 5% of people in America, in all total Americans that die every year from what we're considering preventable diseases. Now, yes, you just said it, we're not set up for success in this area. We're not set up from the food quality standpoint, everything changes throughout time. And we're definitely not moving right either. So like exercise is a big deal that we haven't even touched on. Exercise is huge because we need to make sure that everything is, if you're not moving, you're dying. Like you need to stay moving. Or you need to stay moving. You need to make sure that the exercises you're doing are meant for you. And just like when you were talking about the best diet is the one that you stick to, the best exercise is the stuff that, the exercises that make you happy, that make you enjoy doing it. Because if you're miserable, you're not going to want to keep doing it. That makes sense. I think it does make sense. You know, I would say that <clears throat> I was thinking on it, and there needs to be in order to fix these sorts of problems. It's like we've said in ten different ways. There's no one way to do it. It takes everyone, but it takes influence. It takes intervention. It takes prevention. And this is a continuum. This is an everyday thing that it's tough to see people struggling on the inside and the outside or on the outside, but I know they're struggling internally. Um, you know, I was thinking back to kind of my youth and I was overweight. I was chubby as a kid and, you know, body image is, is a deep thing. It's an internal thing. And it's, people are really fragile, especially as like youth. Um, and I just fear where we're going as a society is where we're going as a culture if these things aren't addressed and it, it takes the education system, it takes our government, it takes individuals, it takes people caring about this actual problem instead of being so selfish and focusing on bullshit that doesn't matter, you know? So I think it's just kind of crazy how we really got here. And, you know, we were talking about cultural patterns and, you know, our society is so indulgent in the things that just really are leading us down the wrong path. Uh, um, You know, you look around and everything that we do, you know, like if you think about how you interact with friends and family, everything's revolving around food. It's revolving around entertainment or sitting on our ass. And it's like, these things stack up over time. What are we teaching these kids? You know, and it takes people, you know, like me and, and all the other people, you know, health professionals and just 
you know, just regular everyday people who care about, you know, where we're going as a country, because I think it's important to care about generational health, you know, where do your kid, what are your kids going to be doing 10 years from now, 20 years from now? And thinking about it, these big companies, the, the ones that really don't care about individuals' health, are targeting us, are targeting our kids. I said it earlier in the podcast, like we're dollar signs. We live in a greedy society. And if we don't start to address our priorities and our values, we're going to keep going in a poor direction. And, you know, food is a big part of this. It, it should be a, a thing that people enjoy. It should be something that we can celebrate with, but in moderation, it's all, we're so greedy. We like the excess. It, I just, it, it blows my mind, man. It absolutely blows my mind how we've gotten to this point. It's such a deep thing. And just look around it. It seems like a lot of individuals just don't, don't care. They just let life happen to them instead of living intentionally and being the best person that they can be. It's hard because one person can't do it. You see that one person and most of the time you instantly have a negative thought or negative comment about it just because that's not the norm now. The norm is to work out and post that you worked out. If you didn't work out, if you didn't post about working out or if you don't have a picture of you doing it, did you really work out? That's how society works. Instead of just doing it for you and making sure that you're benefiting yourself. But we're so in tune to seeing this person has to do it this way, or you have to do it this way. If you're not doing it this way, then it's not recognized. And if it's not recognized, then you're not progressing, which isn't true. I mean, if you're doing, if you're eating right, if you're moving right, if you're exercising, I think that's a good thing. But we are not set up for success. We need to make sure that everything in our lives is good for us. Because I was, I was thinking about when I was practicing in Scotland, that like to grocery stores, this is just a simple example. If they didn't have a lot of the sugary, they didn't have those smaller stores and they didn't have a bunch of crap. It was more or less, you went to the store to get the food that you needed. And if they didn't have it and they ran out, you probably were out of luck for the week or two because they don't replenish like we do. They don't always have this crap every, every time you go into a store. If you want the candy bar, okay, maybe the candy bar is out, cool. Now you can't do it. but that helps with, that's with good food too. Like if they didn't have fruits and vegetables or if they didn't have meat, they didn't have that for two weeks. So you're out of luck. You got to figure out other ways to go about getting food. So I thought that was really neat just because it was eye-opening for me that, okay, they are in tune with eating right, eating better than how we are here. It's just a different way to consume and a different way to get the food. But I mean, I came back from Scotland weighing 130 pounds and people are like, you look like death. And I'm like, okay, I walked a mile to the train station. I rode a train, walked a mile to work. So I'm walking four miles to and from along with exercising once, if not twice a day and eating right. It's like, what am I supposed to do when the first thing that you see is you look like death? This is probably the most healthy I've ever been in my entire life because I'm eating right, I'm working out and I'm walking instead of driving a car. So it's just like, that's a negative thing that was thrown in my face because I'm doing things the right way. So instantly my mind's like, oh, well, that's probably not right. If that's how people are envisioning me because I care about too much about what people think at that time. Now I could care less, but 
we can talk about that later. That's that's a that's another podcast on what people think. But I mean, it's tough because the last few notes that I had. I mean, there's some we talked about some weird things, but uh, last night before we talked, let's see, GMOs, genetically modified foods, whatever, they're everywhere. That's in every food. Everything's genetically modified now, which is stupid. I think it's quantity over quality. That's one big thing. But I do like the fact that people are starting to look for more positive aspects like quinoa. I hear people trying to incorporate quinoa instead of bread. That's cool. Different type of carbohydrate, more complex, makes it easier. Uh, let's see. Farmer's markets are everywhere. Ashland, my girlfriend and I, we try to go to the farmer's market every weekend. It's not every other weekend. We've been slipping recently, but that's because it's starting to get colder and we just don't want to stand outside. But I mean, that's, you're getting locally grown food. Locally is so much better than shipped in because when it, the longer that it waits, the longer this food waits, the less potent, the less quality that the food is. So you can find grapes from here from your local area versus grapes from Italy. The grapes that are locally grown will be way better for you than the ones that are grown overseas because after they shipped over here, probably a lot of stuff is added to them just because they need to have that shelf life. Which I thought was kind of eye-opening because it's like, yeah, why do we have to always look for stuff that is a brand or like, oh, this is from South America. It's gotta be good because it comes from the rainforest. No, it, it could be way better here. May, might not grow here, but you can still get the right nutrients and all that other fun stuff too. I don't know. You know, I would say that it, it takes everyone. It takes the individual to zoom out and kind of do what we're doing and think about the big problems. What's my responsibility, my role in this? It takes health practitioners of all shapes and sizes and careers to do their part it takes it takes us to to make that 10x that 100x effort because we have to pick up the slack and, and we can't do it alone and it takes communities tribes of people who are like-minded and want to better themselves you got it you got to take care of yourself first otherwise you know nothing gets done and then you have to work on your community you have to work locally first don't try and tackle bigger problems that you really aren't set out to handle you just recruit people over time and that's part of my career timeline is i want to tackle these sorts of things i, I want to I can't stand the lazy and the busy excuses that people throw out about why they are the way that they are. You know, if you're not changing it, you're choosing it. And that's, that's the facts. It, it just, I think it's my responsibility to try and call attention to these sorts of things and you know, I've got intentions to dive deeper into my community about, hey, why aren't we doing X, Y, Z? Ask the right questions. I mean, this podcast, this topic has really dug into me, it dug into my spirit about well, what am I doing? You know, I know I'm giving my best, but where are you going? What sorts of things do you want to tackle in your lifetime that's going to help make a generational change long term? 
You know, how are you inspiring and motivating people around you? How are you inspiring and motivating your family to live healthy? Don't you want your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your friends, your best friends to be around? If you really care about them, oh, make an impact in your own special, use your purpose, identify your purpose and use it. Use your superpowers to make these sorts of changes because a lot of us are distracted and we're not focusing on the right kind of values. We're letting life happen to us. We're addicted to social media. We're addicted to entertainment. We're addicted to crap food. And a lot of it's not our fault. That's just the way the culture is going. But it takes, it takes people to really like stand up for what they believe in and, and try and break through the noise and the nonsense as much as they possibly can. So I'm out here trying to like, yo, recruit people to, to be in this network and to live healthy for now. How do you want your, the rest of your life to go? The, the big thing I think is, we said this a couple podcasts ago, I certainly don't want to be popping pills later on in life because that stuff is keeping you, like you have to be on those sorts of things for the rest of your life. You know, once you start that cycle later on or whenever, yo, for high blood pressure, diabetes, you know, <laughs> blood thinners, these kinds of things, hey, that's a slippery slope. And before you know it, you're going to have a Ziploc bag full of pills like my grandfather did. And, you know, you're spending a couple minutes a day, if not more, taking those pills just to quote unquote, keep you alive, but technically keep you sick. It doesn't actually, doesn't, you know, the doctors aren't solving this problem. It, it takes us solving the problem for the younger generations because they're the ones that are going to deal with whatever we leave them. So I guess I just don't really agree with people who, I definitely don't vibe with people who don't give a shit about other individuals, people they don't even know. But maybe that's just who I am and who I've kind of grown up to be. Um, you know, altruism is, is really important. And it, uh, I tell my clients, an amazing day starts the day before. So if you're not setting intentions to get yourself right, get yourself healthy, then you're definitely not going to be making an impact on other individuals. So what are we really doing here? Just letting life happen to you. I want you to have fun. I want you to live your best life. But at the same time, we are all on this planet, this spinning rock together. And there's so much negativity out there. And I think a big part of that is because people don't necessarily like who they are becoming. And food is a big part of that. Movement is a big part of that. We are, when you're not meant to carry all this extra weight, all this extra fat, we are not meant to not like the person that we look at in the mirror. We are meant to be positive. Yo, that, that's just how I feel. I, oh yeah, there I, definitely needs to be a change. We definitely need to change. We need to make sure that the food that we're eating is better. We're happy with what we're doing. We need to make sure that we're exercising. We need to make sure that we're Eat well, sleep well, move well. I bring that up in my office all the time. Eat well, obviously that's self-explanatory. Move well, exercise, and sleep well. That's when you're talking about it starts the day before, it starts the night before. If you don't sleep well, then you're going to have a shit day. You're going to wake up like shit, and you're probably going to eat like shit. You're going to skip your exercise. You're going to skip your workout, and it's just a miserable day. And guess what? That 
compounds over and over and over. And then those effects last. And then you have a negative thought about yourself. Negative thoughts last way longer than positive thoughts. I mean, you're going to remember all the negative stuff way more than you're going to remember the positive stuff just because it's what we're used to hearing. Be the change. Be different. Be the one that's positive. Go, go compliment someone. Go compliment someone random today. Like we talked about on, earlier in the podcast or on the last podcast, it's like when Chris saw that person on the stairs or I saw that older guy walking, it's like be more like them. Get out there and do something. Don't just sit there on your ass and like sulk and woe is me. It's the first time I cussed in a while. That's pretty cool. But this is like no woe is me moments. Like get out there and do the change. Be the change. If you don't like how you look, eat better. If you don't like how you look, work out more. If you don't like how you work, focus on sleep patterns. Go listen to our podcast on sleep. Can't remember which one it was off the top of my head, but it was towards the beginning. We have so much information out there. And if we're resonating with you, stick with it. Reach out to us. Let us know how we can make things better for you. I mean, it's not necessarily, yes, we want the reviews. We want this, but we also want to get better from your standpoint. We want to make sure from a listener standpoint, what we can do, what we want to talk about, all that type of stuff. Because for the next few ones, next few episodes, we're going to talk about micronutrients just different types of vitamins, different types of minerals, different types of supplements. That's going to probably take us all the way through November through Thanksgiving. I mean, so much, I don't know a lot about all of it, but that's, what's nice. We're going to do the research for you. We're going to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to give you the information to help fight obesity, to help fight uh, cardiovascular disease and all that other stuff too. I mean, we are going to give you the information. It's your fault. It's your, not fault. It's your word you need to use it whether you use it or lose it you gotta you gotta do something you have to be the change you know, i agree with in the sense that like hey we're dedicated to try and you know find the truth in some sense and i want to know the people who are listening what's your stance on obesity what's your stance on these sorts of things how are where how are you doing your part because that's your responsibility and I'll tell you straight up, it is your responsibility to better yourself and better the people around you. If you're not changing it, you're choosing it. And I don't want the people I care about and the people I don't even know I'll never meet to, to have like a mindless lifestyle where they don't feel like they're making an impact. They don't feel they know their calling. They don't feel like they have their purpose. And I can't imagine... I, I'll, I'll never know what it's really like to be obese because I'll never let myself get there. I can only imagine the, the trapped feeling and then from, you know, hearing people actually share their experiences, share their transformations. Because sometimes when you just have even just a little bit of excess weight, your perception might be skewed about the way that you see your outlook on life is impacted by like the nutritious food the quality of food that you put in your body we all know you know down to a chemical level of when you move your body and you 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 do the basics the basics that we always preach preach about that's that's step one i think over the course of your lifetime you just have to make a choice about well, where do you see yourself in five ten years and are you planning on trying to get better as you go or are you stalling? Are you stopping out on this, this process? Where are your priorities? 
Do you want to live a happy, healthy, wholesome life? Or are you really just kind of paying attention to the wrong things right now? I want to know what y'all's opinions are. And if I'm, you know, right with this right now, or you think I'm totally wrong and your opinion, your opinion matters, I want to know. If, there, if I could give anyone any piece of advice, one of the biggest things I ever learned about nutrition was to eat slowly. Just to eat slowly. At the same time, don't eat distracted. If you can eat slowly and not eat distracted and actually enjoy food, use food as a, as a way to bring people together, but do it in a mindful manner. Don't just go through those motions of, of uh, distracted living, I would say. I had to sum that up in some sense. Do you agree with me, Eric? Am I far off on this? Am I getting too fired up about this? No, I get it. It makes sense. We talked about a lot. The, the main point of this podcast was obesity, unhealthy eating. There's a ton of risk factors that we didn't necessarily get to, and that's okay. We were getting a bit preachy in this sense. It's just topics that we're passionate about, and like we said, it's it's such a deep, ingrained part of our culture and our society. And personally, I don't like the direction that we're going as America and those sorts of things. I know Eric would agree with me. And we're, we're dedicated to try and combat that in any way that we, we see fit. So over the course of our careers, we feel like we, we lived out our purpose. And I just want to invite anyone who's listening to do that sort of thing. I'll say for the 10 time, 100 time, I don't care. If it's annoying you, this is your responsibility too, because I guarantee that you know someone out there who's struggling with their weight and all the other complications that play out from that. And if you don't do your part in some fashion to try to influence, intervene, and prevent these sorts of things, we're just going to keep going down this path. And your generation of your family members and the people you care about aren't going to be healthy for now. So we're going to cap it off here. We've got some cool topics coming up. We're going to start to put more details in the show notes, some of the things that we find. I think we're moving on to micronutrients next, Eric, right? Yes, sir. Very cool. We're going to break those down. We're going to break those down into probably three vitamins or three minerals per topic or per session. That way we can give you the most information about each one what each one does, why they're important, what happens if they're deficient, that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you have questions about what healthy healthy eating actually is from our contacts, context, not contacts, context, let us know. We'd love to have that conversation with you privately and just kind of see where it goes because we want to know where you think, what's healthy for now for you. And we're going to dive into micronutrients, more vitamins, minerals, talk about the details that work you into optimal health because there's a point of the macro like i said macro health then the micro health so moving in that direction we get a lot of supplement questions all the time personally and professionally and i think it'll be exciting to break those sorts of things down and keep moving in the right direction so appreciate you guys listening give us a review let us know how we're doing have a conversation with us about your opinion on these sorts of uh social dilemmas in some sense and this is healthy for now podcast number 19 moving on to uh big 2-0 next time